I remember when I was a young boy and I spoke to one of my friends in school and he said that the Jewish people are abandoned by God and we the Christians are now the ones who inherit the promises of God. What I have come to understand many years later is that that even though it's a popular belief amongst many in Christianity is false and that God has a plan for his people and the current blindness of Israel is in fact a part of God's plan. It didn't catch him off guard, surprise him, and neither should it surprise us if we know what the scriptures say. But what does the scripture say? How will Yeshua the Messiah save Jewish people today who right now don't see him for who he is, who don't recognize him as the Messiah? Doesn't the Bible say that you need to profess him with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is Lord and then you'll be saved? And if they don't do that, what will happen to them? I'm going to be uncovering what God says. And it is a message of hope for the Jewish nation. First off, we can all agree that faith in Christ is required ultimately in order for anyone to be part of true Israel and to be truly saved as all of Israel will be saved. To be a Jew truly is to act like one, to live like one, to believe in the God of Israel. I also want to say that there are many Jewish people who we can look at and see the them doing evil works and we can question how could God ever have grace or mercy on them? There are other Jewish people I want to also remind you of that do many mighty good works and who are a lovely people. Just like in any people group, there is a wide spectrum of people. But look at what God says regardless. Romans 11:30. For just as you were at one time disobedient to God, but now have received mercy because of their disobedience, so they too have now been disobedient in order that by the mercy shown to you, they may also now receive mercy. Through Gentiles coming in, through them will many Jewish people come in. And by the mercy that's been shown to us, God will now also then show that same mercy to Jewish people today that may not recognize Yeshua yet. So as we discussed, Romans 11 describes that their hearts indeed have been hardened for the purposes of growing the Gentiles in faith, for allowing the Gentiles room in the faith to come in and grow. And that is what has happened over the past over 2000 years. After Yeshua's ascension, there were many Jewish followers, and there remains a remnant of many Jewish followers of Yeshua today. But as we all know, the Gentiles, the world, those who were non-Jews were really the ones who, who took a hold of the faith in Christ. And what we know as the church today 
has been established. So that plan of God, as predicted by Paul the Apostle, so that the fullness of the Gentiles may come in, is in process and almost completely fulfilled. That means that we are close to the end. But I want to submit to you that in the midst of the Gentiles coming in, sometimes they've come in and there hasn't been a Jewish understanding. And what I mean by that is simply the fact that our Messiah was a Jew, that that the the tribes of Israel, of which Judah and Benjamin, the Jewish uh, tribes, if you will, came down, retained their identity. They they preserved the culture and the ways and the thinking of Israel from Mount Sinai forward. Therefore, when many of the Gentiles later came in and they did not have these Jewish brothers to guide them in understanding the Jewish Messiah, whilst we have done well in understanding Jesus and his teachings, there are certainly many misunderstandings that have crept in. And this ultimately has led to a misrepresentation of the Messiah by the Gentile people to the Jewish people, contributing even more so now to the Jewish blindness. So we should be careful not to point the finger at the Jewish people who are blind, for much of that has been our fault for misrepresenting Jesus as a Messiah, a a Messiah who is no longer Jewish because we have presented him in a way that doesn't even look Jewish and he truly is. And we have also represented him in a way, said that this Messiah has abolished the Torah. And therefore, the the Jewish people, according to the Torah, rightfully so, will say, well, that's a false Messiah. That's not a Messiah we want to follow. And rightfully so, they have been blind to that. But if we would be more accurate in our presentation of the Messiah who never came to abolish, but in his own words, to fulfill. Now we see Romans 11 verse 26. Despite our misrepresentation of the Messiah in Christianity, God still has a solution. God's solution is this Romans 11, 26. And in this way, all Israel will be saved as it is written. This is the way the deliverer will come from Zion. He will banish ungodliness from Jacob. So we know that he ultimately Yeshua, he was born into Jerusalem, into Israel, and he was ultimately then taken up and will come down to Zion again, the mountain where his feet will descend to at the end of the age, and he will banish ungodliness from the nation of Israel. This is what is in our near future. And he says, then this is what will happen. Now, I want you to listen carefully to this, because what he's about to say is something that many of us have heard many times, but we've neglected what is said a few verses later because it's in the next chapter. And many people stop at the end of this chapter and they don't go into the next chapter, seeing the key to God's solution in all of this the fulfillment of God's mystery. We read in Zechariah 12, verse 10, and I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and pleas for mercy so that when they look upon me on whom they have pierced, they shall mourn for him as one who mourns for an only child 
and weep bitterly over him, as one weeps over a firstborn. But the key is in a few verses later. Zechariah 13, verse 1. On that day there shall be a fountain opened for the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and uncleanness. Now, hold up. This is this is crazy because Yeshua is speaking to the prophet here in Zechariah, and he is saying there are going to be people who have going to have uncleanness and have going to have sin, and they're not going to know him yet for who he is because they have not seen him for who he is yet. But then he says he will appear to them as the deliverer and they will look upon him whom they have pierced. They will see him for who he truly is. And because they recognize him as their Messiah, because, well, he's right before them and it's not a version of him that is inaccurate that's being presented anymore. Now, many of them, it says, will mourn and weep over Yeshua as for a firstborn. And then it says there will be a fountain opened up of mercy and grace, and they will be cleansed from sin and uncleanness. The sacrifice of Yeshua on the cross will be, made, will be made available to them in that moment, and they will be forgiven. And this is a mystery as to when exactly this will happen. But I want you to understand this hope that God is revealing. And even though there are still many questions, perhaps, about what this will look like, and I want to submit that this is what God declares, that Israel, those who, if they would see him for who he is, would repent in their hearts, those would have an opportunity one day. Indeed, throughout biblical history, God has provided opportunity for repentance to mankind in unexpected ways. And we must see, therefore, the Jewish people through that provision that God has mercy on them and is going to make a way for them, even if we're not fully comprehending how that will take place yet. Therefore, we as believers need to be careful and fear so as to not point the finger too quickly and throwing our Jewish brothers and sisters aside. Romans eleven twenty one. Do not become proud, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. God has calling us as his people. If you were once a Gentile and now grafted into Israel, you have been given a great commission to proclaim to Israel, to the Jewish people, the reality of the Messiah so that their eyes may be opened, their hearts may be softened and so that they may come in to see him for who he is. In conclusion, let's pray for our brothers and sisters of Judah. Father, we pray that you would open their eyes, that you would soften their hearts, that you would help us to be a light to the tribes of Israel that do not see Yeshua today yet. Help us to proclaim Yeshua as the one true Messiah, the son of the living God and the one who keeps the commandments holy, the one who did not come to abolish them, the one who is the best keeper of Torah that there is. Father, help us to provoke our Jewish brothers and sisters to jealousy. In the name of Yeshua. Amen.
I want to say a special thank you to our partners who've made this teaching and every other teaching this month possible. We love you guys. Shalom.